What's up, everybody? You are listening to Switch Flicks, the podcast where we love and hate movies at the same time. I'm your host, Omar, and I am here with my creepy stalker, Haisam. I have a real uh, bone to pick with the movie that we're... Uh... It's a terrible thing for a creepy stalker to say. <laughs> but I do. I have a real bone to pick with the movie we're reviewing today. Uh, what's the name of it? Can you tell me? We are... Uh, without reviewing... reading it. I want you to say without reading it. Look up. God, look, into uh, my, look into my eyes and try it. extremely wicked, shockingly evil and vile. Wow, okay. That, yeah. was, that was good. <laughs> Uh, but yes, I do have a bone to pick with this movie. Right. Title. No, but it is because as an Indian, <laughs> this I'm is an incredibly difficult title to say. There's a lot of W's in a it. A lot of W's and V's. <laughs> and V's. Right? And like shockingly, wicked. Wicked, wicked evil. <laughs> e- evil? Yeah. Vi- vile? Vile. Vile. <laughs> yeah, Am I saying it right? I don't no, even know. none of it. Vile? You are. Vile. Wait, listen. Vile? Yes. You know, in India... Um, the movie V for Vendetta came out as W for Vendetta. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let's move on. All right, here we <laughs> Let's go. So, the rules are simple. Haisam and I will review something. One of us will have to love it. One of us will have to hate it. And who does what will be determined by the flip of a coin. Coin, coin, of At any point in our debate, we can use the switch to change positions. So, if you loved it, you now have to hate it. And if you hated it, you now have to love it. Spoilers as always, let us begin with our patented one breath synopsis. Extremely wicked, shockingly evil, and vi- even th- just the title on its own. <laughs> that, that's one breath synopsis right there. Just the Why title. You, you're not uh, holding your breath anymore. <laughs> no, I'm really not. I'm going to start it over one more time, okay? This is okay. A, fal- a false start. You're like Tom Cruise in Mission Impossible 5. The one where he goes underwater? Yeah, he learned to. Uh, hold his breath for four minutes in that movie? Till oh, well, blah, blah, blah. Look at Tom Cruise. He can hold his breath. Okay. Not as impressive anymore. <gasps> Extremely Wicked, Chocolately Evil and Vile is a 2019 American biographical crime thriller film about serial killer Ted Bundy, his relationship with his girlfriend, his time in prison, and the courtroom battle that led to his conviction. The film is based on the memoir, The Phantom Prince, My Life with Ted Bundy by Elizabeth Kendall, Bundy's former girlfriend. The film stars Zac Efron as Bundy and Lily Collins as his girlfriend. I have a confession to make. Oh God, what? I may have added a few lines to that synopsis. I, I can see that, like, there's a difference in the text, like the look of the text, like halfway <laughs> through, like it's a different font. <laughs> I think it's time to now flip the coin. The coin of fate. The coin of fate. The coin of fate. If it lands on heads, then you have to love the movie. If it lands on tails, you have to hate it. Here goes nothing. What is it? Heads. So you have to love this movie. And I'll let you begin. You don't have to do it in my <laughs> <way. laughs> I don't have to do it. I know you're used I to really, it, but I'm you can really, actually do this I'm really normally. stuck on the website. Okay. okay, all right, all right, all right. Here we go. I loved Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile. It was a surprisingly fresh take on the serial killer genre. And it was a really interesting twist on the Ted Bundy story. But to see that it was taken from the perspective of his girlfriend, for most of the way, you really felt like he might actually be innocent all the way up until the end. That was a really interesting and daring take on his story. Daring? Well, Yes, daring. I hated this movie. How dare you? It was just dull. dull. How can you describe a movie about a serial killer, one of the worst serial killers of all time, as dull. It was a dull 
mistake. The movie is called Shocking. There was nothing shocking about this movie. There was nothing vile or wicked. It was just kind of boring. It felt like a regular guy living his regular life with some random courtroom scenes. I did not uh, see anything that either shocked me or made me feel tense or anything else. But that's the whole point is that they didn't want to show you the violence and the brutality and the blood and the murder and the screams and all of that stuff was kept right out of the corner of your eye, right out of sight so that you could focus on this character the way that the American public may this have seen This character him. played by Zach Efron in a tour de force. <laughs> tour Zac de force. Efron in a tour de force. High school force. musical. Zach Efron. So, yeah. This entire movie. Now, you, you could. You might as well say that Matthew McConaughey didn't w- had no chance of becoming Matthew I McConaughey. Do not compare Hell, these yeah. two people. Zach yeah. Efron yeah, in I'm this sorry. movie completely destroys this movie. He makes it. He just... destroys our expectations of Zach Efron in this movie because okay. you come into it thinking Zach Efron is going to be playing it like some sort of frat boy. No, not at all. He is understated. He is controlled. He has madness behind his eyes. Okay, he has nothing behind his eyes. He plays a complete Switch! Let's talk about <laughs> one of the greatest actors of his generation. That's right. Okay? Uh-huh. Zachariah Efron. <laughs> He gives an Oscar-worthy performance. Oh, please. He comes from the days of high school musical. He can sing, he can dance, he can make you laugh, and he can scare the living daylights out of you. This guy is an amazing actor, and he really carries this movie. I couldn't disagree more. In fact, the problem is that he couldn't even carry this movie. This guy comes with supposedly star power, and he's supposed to be... He, it's his face on the poster for the, for the love of God. He's supposed to be this charming character. I was not charmed by him. There was no charm whatsoever. He felt like he was just repeating you the lines. You have a cold heart if you weren't charmed by him. You might be a serial killer. That's what I'm thinking if you weren't able to be charmed by Zac Efron's performance. Zachariah Efron. Bundy himself was more charming than Zac Efron. In this movie. Well, that says something about you more than it does about the movie. It says that me, as a viewer was not impressed by his performance. No, Zac Efron is a revelation in this movie. He is, this. I'm going to coin the term Efronissance <laughs> because I think that this is the beginning of a new star on the level of Matthew McConaughey. I just, I, look, I, I, I would say that the most interesting thing about Zac Efron was, was his Efro at the yeah. end of the movie. Let's let's move on from that terrible joke to <laughs> Lily Collins, another incredible performance. Uh, she plays. Oh his yeah, another incredible performance of his girlfriend crying on a couch for half the movie. That's Switch. All. His girlfriend managed to bring so much humanity. Lily Collins brought this depth to the character that I just the, the, it balanced out Zac Efron's brilliant performance. We were Lily Collins. You, looking you at were Lily her Collins? boyfriend. <laughs> the audience was Lily Collins watching this man that she loves uh, be wrongfully accused. You're right, accused. you're right. The audience was Lily Collins watching this movie. That's why she was crying all the time because that's how I felt. I just wanted to cry all the whole time about how terrible this movie was. She plays a nothing character. She's the most passive. She just sits down and really does not pick up the phone and drinks. That's her entire character arc in this movie. She, her emotional performance was really impressive. I mean, look, I, I, I know you have to go full on and, and, and poop all over her right now, but honestly, I think you're going too far. 
You're going way too far. All right. The she movie was did not go too far. Solid. That's she the was a, She was a solid. Every one of the cast in this film went above and beyond. It was really well acted. You mean really including well Haley Joel Osment? You think he went above and beyond in his two minute role? That was just he. Who was he? What was his character? Haley Joel Osment, who came as a surprise. All right. Just like John Malkovich came as a surprise. That's something I really loved. It's about a surprise this movie. if you haven't watched the trailers or know nothing about this movie. Well, I, don't, I don't even remember. Uh, John Malkovich in the trailer was he in the trailer because I don't remember that he was and you don't remember it because he wasn't memorable he wasn't memorable in the movie or in the trailer that's why you don't remember it switch John Malkovich plays one of <laughs> the most memorable characters of his huge career now he has played some amazing characters and this might be like the top of the, the line the most forgettable character ever he was literally dialing it in he was phoning it in he was literally sitting on that bench the entire time just in this like false southern drawl uh, flirting with Zac Efron literally flirting with him he was speaking You know lines. that there was something going on behind the scenes. He over was there. speaking the actual lines of the judge, which we exactly. Saw at the he end. was putting absolutely no character and no charisma into them. He was literally memorizing them and repeating them and counting the money that he was getting. Okay, paid he was not memorizing them. He was giving a incredible performance, an incredibly boring performance. Let me let me finish. Are you going to let me finish? No. Okay, then you talk. <laughs> no, you want to talk? <laughs> yes. Talk. He sucked. Wow, what an amazing in-depth. No wonder people listen to our podcast for for your great movie knowledge. Now let me let me finish what yeah, I was okay, saying. This movie it uses real life dialogue, right? And so when you see that like you see your face, I know what you're going to do. Damn. Switch. <laughs> This movie uses real life dialogue and adds no creativity. <laughs> Of its own. If I wanted to watch real life dialogue, I would watch a documentary. I wouldn't watch a movie. Okay, and so this really <sighs> bored me. <laughs> Instead of it being interesting to see the real life uh, thing that happened. Well, I'm glad that you said that because it's really, really just an indication of how little you understood about the value of this movie. Not only is it a magnificent re-exploration of Ted Bundy's trial that was so well documented. They had reams and reams of material that they could use. And because they had these reams of material that they could use and they had Oscar-winning uh, Oscar actors performing these roles, they were able to bring it to life in a way that we would have never even begun to expect. There are hours upon hours upon hours of footage and material on Ted Bundy. Yes. This movie showed nothing new. This is the thing is that you, you, you're avoiding the, the most important aspect of this film. Which the is? Which is this. The, the angle that they took on this movie, the fact that you were actually almost rooting for Ted Bundy while you were while you were watching it. I found myself rooting for him. It was insane. How could you root for a psychotic serial killer? Exactly. That's what I found to be so incredibly interesting. Because Switch. It was just such a cheap way to get people to be interested in this movie. The cheapest, just... Just really underhanded. Just oh. no respect. No respect for any of the victims of Ted Bundy. Okay, I no am, respect whatsoever. I am right? so tired of your PC <laughs> uh, madness. God damn okay. It. <laughs> <laughs> I am. 
I am so tired. That was like that was like my be- that was like my my strongest point. I like, know <laughs> it is a very strong point about strong the movie. Strong point about the movie. Okay, I am uh, tired of your PC uh, madness. Uh-huh. Okay. This movie is amazing because it makes you sympathize with Ted Bundy. And the whole time you're watching the movie, you feel like he's innocent. You're on his side. And that's what liberal Hollywood wants to do. They just want to turn murderers into heroes. Okay, listen. (laughs) What this movie does is that it puts you... it makes you sympathize with Ted Bundy, and then you you would never expect this from a serial killer movie, right? And so you really understand what was happening at that time, the groupies that he had, the the fascination the media had with him, the fascination the people had with him. You have the same fascination, and the whole time you're thinking, is this guy innocent? You're kind of rooting for the serial killer. Exactly. And- How can you be rooting for the serial killer? You should. The, the problem with movies like this is that they muddy the waters. It makes it so that this movie should stand as documents for history. And if anybody in the future were to look back at this document, they would be really confused as to the actual innocence okay, or guilt. If people are of, looking at movies as documents of history, that's yes. a problem. No, I mean they right? are they are they are perspectives. They are There movies. are people who think Star Wars took place <laughs> in a galaxy far away a long time ago. Not in that specific That's order. That's a science fiction. This is this is a movie about a real life serial killer using real actual court documents. What this does is that it the movie has a meta narrative that's about the audience, the audience rooting for Ted right. Bundy. You know is, what? You know what? Switch. This movie has these <laughs> highbrow ideas about meta narrative. This thing that you know liberal uh. Hollywood intellectuals want to talk about. When I want to watch a movie, I want to watch a movie about a serial killer. I want to hate him, and then at the end when he <laughs> dies, I want to feel that satisfaction. And this movie doesn't give me that okay. at all. All right, all right. Let's let's uh, move over to the look and feel of the movie, which I thought was just incredible. So well shot. The the the, the aesthetic of the sixties and seventies was so perfectly put together. The direction was just so solid. I mean, as a film, it was just such a well-crafted movie, and I applaud the filmmakers behind it. The 70s is such an amazing, colorful time, and there's so much that you can do with it. This movie, again, like Ted Bundy, makes the whole thing kind of just really dull. All you get to see is Zac Efron's weird hair, and that's about it. Like, for the rest of the movie, there isn't any stylistic choices made. It is... The director of this movie is a documentary filmmaker, and you can tell. Like, he shoots the movie as if it's a documentary. The camera's just there. That shows how little you understand filmmaking. <laughs> you <laughs> wouldn't know the difference between a documentary and a feature film if your left depended on it. I'm sorry. But the fact is that this film was aesthetically pleasing. It was really well-crafted. The way that that they went from realism to this kind of expressionist approach was really interesting, especially near the end. It just became more and more visually powerful. Switch. And I really love This film... <laughs> this, this film might as well have been filmed on a shoestring budget by some first-year film students that really it just felt like it was maybe okay, I have to completely disagree with you there. for a movie that they wanted to film I have to, to completely disagree with you there the movie was shot 
perfectly, I think. It was shot so that the the main focus of the movie was the acting. It was the story. It was Ted Bundy. Yeah, director, and that's the excuse that you're making for the fact that it was aesthetically really, really no, bad. No, that's the choice. The director did not want to show off. That's not what And he clearly is. succeeded at that, not showing off okay. side of things. <laughs> I know you are a director, but I understand that you are so self-centered that you don't let your work do the talk. And that's what this director is doing. He's letting the work do he, the talk. This director was right? just relying on his big name actors to do the work for him instead of actually getting in there and getting his hands dirty. Getting... Okay, that's not what this movie... Again, this, that's not what this movie is about at all. This movie, the framing, every frame was a painting. It felt like it was the... Re and how it kind of mixed real Every life. frame was a painting by a five-year-old. Like, <laughs> like a prodigy artist five-year-old. How they mixed real-life footage with the movie, it was completely seamless. So you saw this news footage, the little documentary footage. Look, it felt like I was there. Whatever you say about the aesthetics and the look and feel of the film, the fact is that the whole middle part of this film was just so drawn out. It was just so boring and repetitive. It just felt like, okay, now we're in court. Now he escapes court. Now he escapes. Now he gets caught. Now he gets caught. He escapes. It just it became just oh repetitive my and boring. Are you forgetting about the two prison escapes? Are you calling the prison escapes boring? How he plans that out and then he escapes? Well, it was no Shawshank you, Redemption. Let me put you, it that way. That's not what this movie is. It's not about redemption. When you see him escape those plans, these are true-to-life plans. It was so exciting watching him plan the switch. Plan the... <laughs> Because I can see you. Because <laughs> I'm it switching was, on uh, you, boy. I'm switching on you. You're switched right now. Those escapes were so boring. <laughs> you could normally make an incredibly interesting movie just about the escape. But over here, they just do it in quick flashes, and it is so boring, and it happens, and it and then he just got caught. This What this movie is doing is it's trying to take too much information and cram it into a two-hour Runtime? I don't know. Two hours? It felt like three hours. No, it did not feel like three hours. It did not feel. It just felt like the perfect length. This movie, what it kept my attention the entire time. This movie was uh, a real surprise, actually, because I didn't think that I would be so engaged by a Zac Efron movie about Ted Bundy. I really wasn't going in there thinking that now, it would be something th that it is. Now, this explains what you're thinking. You had incredibly low expectations, <laughs> and this, like just barely covered that, those expectations. When I go to a movie, I actually expect more from a movie. I expect it to actually be good, not just mediocre. I was, what I really loved about this movie was the fact that it was so, so controlled and so measured. The fact that they actually didn't go all out and go for some kind of gore fest. I think this movie needed to go more Ted Bundy. It needed to go more violent. It needed to go all the way with what it was trying to see. I mean, this is a movie about a serial killer. It felt like it was a movie about a soccer mom. <laughs> so it, it, it was just... How, how, wait, how, wait, wait, wait. How, was, how did this feel like a movie about a soccer mom? It was kind of like the suburban life. Like this guy <laughs> wants a picket fence and want to get some dogs. Well, he did. It, that's what he wants. That's how it felt. That's on purpose. But they have these little glimpses that they show of madness with the dog or him like holding a knife. And then... They just either, I think, just make a decision. Either go all the way on that side or then go all the way on the bland side. Why are you going between these two, these two ideas? Because they had to, they had to just uh, seed these little, you know, these little moments, these little hints 
at his madness early on in the film. No, you're going on about how this movie makes you want to be on his side, then have the guts to go all the way. This movie has no guts in both scenarios. It has no guts in the terms of just kind of people getting stabbed and killed and no guts from the director. You're missing the whole the, the whole point of the film. The film's, What is the point of the film? The point of this film is to try to paint Ted Bundy as the charming, charismatic individual that he was that managed to actually fool the entire nation into thinking that he could possibly be innocent. And by the end of this film, you're actually wondering the same thing. You're thinking this guy could actually be innocent before you are slapped upside the head and reminded, no, no, this is a brutal murderer. Switch. I think they, they were afraid of the reception of this movie. They were afraid of how people were going to react. They were worried that people were going to say, oh, oh, you know, um, there's still these victims out there and they're going to they're gonna be upset by this film. Look, I understand, but then don't make the movie at all. If they're going to make the no, movie, then, so they might as well, then they might as well just go all the this way movie is so and make amazing it that something it really it, effective. It manages to respect the dead. <laughs> Right? Respect the dead. You see their names at the end of the movie. <laughs> exactly. You see their names at the end of the movie. It manages to respect his victims. Oh, God. And at With the like same a card time, at the end. That's like, the, here are the names of the victims. They just put them at the end. They didn't even put their pictures. It was, I was I, like, oh, we're going to see some, okay, some kind of montage. You are a cold-hearted like a person montage. because I had a moment of silence for <laughs> each and every person of, in that name. <laughs> yeah. I sat there and I said... There were 36 names, I think, yeah. up there. 36 moments. <laughs> 36 Elizabeth silent Warren. Moments. Yeah, I hope these you are, rest these, in peace. These are real people. I know. that's <laughs> And because of that ending title, I knew that this wasn't just a movie. This was real people. It had real that stakes. That was a cheap shot. They were just playing paying lip service to these women that they they used to try and make an entertaining movie instead of being actually respectful to the people that suffered. They made an incredibly entertaining movie. It was a... Uh, oh, well, it's incredibly entertaining. That's the last word that I would use, all right? This was not okay, an entertaining movie. It was a movie. shockingly entertaining, <laughs> extremely wonderful and uh, well, switch. This was a. <laughs> the title of this movie is perfect for what. What's the title of the movie? To describe this. Say movie. the title. Sh shocking. <laughs> shocking. Shockingly what? wicked what? and <laughs> wild. Wicked wild. Wild. Wicked wild. Wild. <laughs> wild wild west. Okay, that's just cruel. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Okay. Uh, I, I think we have uh, reached the the natural conclusion to this debate. It was shockingly wicked, uh, uh, surprisingly evil, wicked and wickedy, wickedy wild, and what, with lots of abs. With lots, yeah, was with with lots of abs. Zac Efron abs. <laughs> I don't think they showed his abs once. I was very impressed, actually. You they were impressed by they, is that the, they didn't show the abs. Uh, yeah, that's, I guess that's I, impressive. I, yeah, they didn't rely on. Yeah, I'm pretty sure in every movie that he was in. You get an app shot. In this yeah. shot, in this film, there wasn't. So that says something about like the 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 state of Switch. mind. Are we still switching? I, I want to now. I want to hear you talk about his I, abs. I really missed seeing Zac Efron's abs in this. That's film. what I wanted. Okay, let's wrap up. I think this is the natural part to wrap okay. up. Uh, let's uh, talk about uh, moment what of really truth. Moment of truth. Okay. Uh, so uh, I I actually really really did enjoy this film. I was surprised. I I didn't think that I would enjoy it as much as I did, and I really thought that it was such an like a really cool twist of the film to to make you like they didn't show any violence run until the very end, and this whole way through, it kind of you you went into this movie, and it, if you forgot that it was about Ted Bundy, who we all know, you would start to think that this is a movie about a wrongly accused person. I thought that was really interesting. Like um. Okay, I need to tell you like a true story. Okay, <laughs> okay go for it. So 
when I was in university, we'd have like movie nights every week, right? When when one of us would pick a movie. Is this where you're gonna confess to being a serial killer? <laughs> Close. Uh, so the movie I picked once was High School Musical Three. Okay. This was in university, so we were twenty in our twenties. Uh, and so, you know, I forced all my friends to watch <laughs> High School Musical 3. And ever since then, my friends would do a whole thing about how but I love Zac three? Efron. Why not one? I don't know. That was just like a, <laughs> ra- like, just a random choice. It's the best one. Everybody knows it's the end of the trilogy. <laughs> okay? Okay. Uh, so ever since then, my friends would do a whole thing. And I kind of leaned into this whole love of uh, High School Musical and Zac right. Efron in general. So in my house is a whole lot of Zac Efron and High School 3 paraphernalia. Like, I have a Zac Efron heart pillow. What? I have a Zac Efron beach ball. Oh, my God. I have a Zac Efron sleeping mask. Like, know. these are just things that people have gifted me over the years right. as, like, uh, you know. Memorabilia. The, off this as... high school musical <laughs> thing. I I actually do think Zac Efron's a good actor. I like Clearly. 17 again. <laughs> do you like Baywatch? No, not enough Zac Efron. <laughs> uh, so I thought he was actually really good in this movie. Right. I did, and I I was also I was surprised by this movie. I wasn't I was expecting kind of an okay, entertaining movie, uh, and what I saw was something even better than that. Like it kind of went over my expectations, and it was I loved the kind of angle that it took on the story. on Zac Efron, like the <laughs> angles that they used on his face and. His, okay, his but <laughs> I feel like you're now going to get me uh, some Zac Efron. Uh, it's gonna be you. Yes, this is great because I don't have enough. <laughs> you don't have enough Zac Efron memorabilia. Um, but I, did, I saw you staring dreamily into his eyes every time you looked into the camera. I was like one of his groupies. I'm like, I was like, <laughs> why like, would you no. make Zac Efron do this? <laughs> you did. He didn't do it. He didn't do it. <laughs> He's Zac Efron. Zachariah. Zacharias okay. Efron. 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 I'm telling you, the Efronissance is gonna be a thing. Yeah. Um, but I did like the angle that they took on this story. It had this. It, I've never seen a movie I like, the, like this. I like the acting I, I, across yeah. the board. I I thought that. Pretty much everybody did a really, a really good job, and uh, Lily Collins, who is Phil Collins's daughter, yeah, uh, little known fact. Is it a little known fact? Everybody knows. Everybody that. knows. Okay, fine. I didn't know. Uh, she looks. She looks. She looks nothing like her father. Um, she did a great job. I mean, look, the beginning of the film, she had a lot to do. The end of the film, she had a lot to do. There was a chunk when she had stopped talking to him and she was literally just at home crying on the couch, which was a little bit redundant. It was a thing where. Her story, she didn't have much story yet in the middle, but she was an important character for the end. Because of what was revealed at the end. So they had to kind of stretch out that section and they weren't really showing all that much. So that did get boring. Yeah, but but what's his name? The uh, the, Haley Joel Osment. He has not (laughs) aged well. No, look, he's put on a few pounds. We all know that, right? So that's, hey, that is what it is. He still looks like, uh, you know... uh, like a healthy chubby guy, not yeah. like a drugged out chubby guy, you know, like he still looks, he looks like a, he's, that's him, you know, yeah. but I just don't understand what he was really doing in the film. Like I, his role was kind of like, it was a, such a weird casting choice. Yeah. Like why him? And cause he was kind of a nothing character, right? I think maybe because now that he's like chubby and bearded, like he looks like this kind of, maybe he feels like he's the opposite of, of Ted Bundy. He's like a, he's like a, like a, his character's less he's very obviously a good guy with a good heart 
I felt bad for like the real life guy when I saw this. I was like, oh, like, <laughs> like who's the best friend in real right? life? Like, like, <laughs> she, says, like she, she Haley clearly, <laughs> she clearly like settled, right? She yeah, was like, she settled, yeah. right? She's like, you'll, you'll never be anything like him. <laughs> but it's okay. Like my, my, I love you anyway. <laughs> yeah, right. I was like, uh, like you don't compare to Zach, Zach Efron. Okay, you don't compare to Zach Efron. That's all I'm saying. Uh, there's a Renaissance. Right. Uh, so whatever. We're talking too much about Haley. This yeah, movie doesn't have that much Haley. Uh, there were other casting choices which were interesting. Uh, John Malkovich did a great job. I Fantastic. mean, you know, he elevated the film. Uh, it was really weird. There was this weird flirtation between yeah. him and Zach and and Ted. But I should say the characters. Like it was there was a weird flirtation between the judge and Ted Bundy. They had chemistry. I yeah, think there was, but it was a strange bit of chemistry. Like it was like almost like he liked him even though he knew he was the psychotic murderer. And the. It- I think a lot of the lines were real life lines yeah. that the judge said, so yeah, that yeah, was yeah. actually kind of real. Really it's kind cool. of like how I feel about you. Yeah, <laughs> like that I, I'm a psychotic killer, but, but, but I like you anyway. Aww, <laughs> that's really sweet of you. Uh, but no, he was he was really good, and it was kind of. I do kind of wish there was more of that in the movie, like yeah. not them specifically, oh, okay. but more of that court stuff and yes. like that kind of dialogue. I, if I had one complaint though, I would say that I wish that. Ted Bundy, the character, the the Zac Efron playing Ted Bundy, needed he he did many things right. He had the like he really made it seem like, uh, you know, that he seemed like an like he truly believed that he was an innocent man. Like whenever anybody spoke to him, you believed that he was saying that he was innocent. You kind of felt that. Okay, yeah. uh, he played the uh the that that serious note of it really well he was very uh intense and he, you know he w- he 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 had a lot of depth to his character but i felt like he was missing something which would m- give him the charm this this kind of like this unknown quotient that people were so attracted to in Ted Bundy, there was some layer of that that was missing with Zac Efron. No, I, I, I do understand what yeah. you're trying to say there. There is no that kind of like the it fact, the, the X factor, I don't know. wildness in the eyes. Like when right. you see Ted Bundy, you're like, there's something really crazy about him, but it is, he's really unexpected. Because they do yeah. also do the, they show the movie, like they show at the end, at the end they show the real Ted Bundy. So then you get to really compare right? them. Right, which is kind of like, which is really cool, but then you're like, oh, like, uh, Zach Efron uh, that, was missing that, something That didn't there. compare, yeah, right? Yeah. Like, because they, so, like, they recreate a lot of the scenes there. And so it's kind of like, okay, what, did you like the directing? We talked about the directing a little bit. Do you I, like look, how it was? I, I don't know what this guy has done besides uh, the actual uh, documentary on Netflix that essentially served as the template for the movie. Yeah. But I did like the directing. I thought that it was very measured, and I, I did enjoy uh, the storytelling of this film. I thought that the director uh, and and the whole team did a really good job. I, I was uh, really uh, taken into this world, the colors, the mu- the music. I have to say... That the music, the 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 the, the music composition and the music uh, editing, um, the score, was really good. Yeah. I it really like like it, it really kept you engaged, you know. So I I kept thinking about that when I was watching the movies that. You know, it really uh, worked. It did. Uh, like I, I came out of the cinema and the, I was tapping the, my heels after watching this <laughs> Ted Bundy movie. <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but yes, the music was in my head. Like I kept doing like the kind of the creepy. Yeah, sound yeah. that <laughs> yeah. he was doing the middle section again like we talked I think the about. middle section was the the it, it flatlined a little bit cuz even though it had some interesting things happen i think there was too much story right yeah. like the breaking away from like the prison thing that was they really were trying to really show what happened and in so doing 
it just kind of became like, okay, now we have to show that this happened. Now we have to show that this happened. You know, I but wish it had taken more cinematic liberties almost. Even yes, though it's just like gone a, a little bit story, more abstract right? maybe in the middle. And like, there's this great high school musical song called Breaking Free. <laughs> and I think that section where he jumped out the window to break out of prison really uh -huh. reminded me of that. Breaking Free. Breaking Free. How does it go? Breaking Free. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I just remember the title, and I know he shadow boxes <laughs> while he's <laughs> he's like really angry, and so he's yeah. like punching yeah. stuff. And yeah. uh, it's a good song. You should. Uh, I probably will never will never listen to it. I'll make you. We <laughs> should. Uh, we should do one of these. We should. Oh my god! High school. Musical. We should do a Zac Efron, uh, like movie night. I don't think I can do. That. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you can handle that. I don't think I can. Like a retrospective. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. We'll do it. <laughs> we will. Yeah. Oh crap. We'll be in it together. Another <laughs> one of the songs from high school. Is music that another song? I think we're all in it together. Some something along those lines. But let's get back to uh, this movie <laughs> to that this we're movie. actually reviewing. Right. Uh, what else? What else? Um, so yeah, I think overall it was a very well-made film. Um, uh, and a, a, this, a surprising angle on the movie that you don't really get from the trailer. The fact that it's almost like the majority of the movie, it becomes like this idea that this that this guy was just wronged, you know, yep. and that that he actually didn't do it. But obviously that's on purpose because all of us know that Ted Bundy is a psychotic killer. You right. Know? I... I I, re I did feel like it was like what it would be to be around at that time and seeing all the media coverage yeah, of this yeah, guy yeah, yeah, who's yeah. saying these things. He's like so adamant that he is innocent, right? Yeah. And so maybe, so you're he like, is oh, maybe he is innocent. Maybe the whole world's against him. And actually, I felt like that played up something that's very current, modern, like this yeah. modern uh, thing, which is, you know, for example, making a murderer, serial, a lot of these investigative, um, you know, uh, shows, yeah. you know, podcasts or, or, or series that uh, that basically expose how some individuals were basically painted uh, to be guilty by the system but in fact they're kind of doing the same thing but to the opposite degree they're selectively taking information and painting these same people to be innocent and we still don't really know if it's one we or the other know. and i think it is so interesting because it does come from a documentary filmmaker and so like this kind of mixing of like that you know the documentary style of telling yeah. the truth kind of and then kind of using that to like I want to see how this if like I wish there was some way we could see how it affects the audience and how they think. Like I want to watch, show this movie to people who have no idea who Ted Bundy is and yeah. see how they come out and what they think when they come out. Right. I think at the end they have a very clear statement. Yeah. I think that was their get out of jail yeah. card. They they were like Ted Bundy killed like I don't know how many women. They the number is like in the dozens. It's yeah. like forty something. I don't know how many women. And the number is expected to be even higher. Yeah. Like that's a staggering number like oh my god like yeah. on its own it's brutal uh but they do say that at the end that they put the names of the women that he has been he has confessed to or that are have been proven that he have been proven uh but at the same time i feel like they kind of put that at the end to say look like whoa whoa, whoa. like oh. we're not saying he's innocent yeah. he is a, he did do all these things but this was the, the artistic experiment that they were taking and i also kind of really like the i guess you can call it the twist where you find out that lily collins is the one who called in yes. his name like that yes. really like i thought that was just do you think, is that, do you think that's true like did, I you think that, actually, is true. Yes, yeah, that, that is true yeah it is true yeah yeah so I remember reading this a long yeah, time yeah, ago, yeah, yeah, but then yeah. I forgot about yeah, it yeah. while watching the movie. And then when it happened, I was... It like, became a really important... It became like a twist. Like it was kind of like... It this. was the twist. I yeah. think it was that moment kind of that really kind of elevated this movie yeah. from being... A, Besides Zac Efron. Yes, there is. I mean, that Zac obviously Zac elevated the movie from the start. Yes, that he elevates all movies. <laughs> yeah. all right, Even movies that he's not in. If he's watched the movie, 
Oh yeah, it becomes ugly. Absolutely, <laughs> like every movie <laughs> is the next Citizen Kane if he uh, if he watched it. Citizen Zack. Citizen Zack or Citizen Zack. City Zack. Okay, okay, okay. Maybe. Uh, but cool. I would give this movie. I would give this movie seven point two death sentences out of ten. That's that's seven point two death sentences. I would actually concur. I would give it like a good seven point five. Uh, death sentences, electric chair, death sentences, really smelly, uh, oh, really burning flesh, death I, sentences. I would do like a hanging or shooting. <laughs> hanging squad. or shooting, yeah, yeah. I would do like maybe cyanide, cyanide pill. Death I don't sentence. think they, they do don't do that, that anymore. <laughs> I don't think they ever did <laughs> they that. Never done that. No, I don't know much about death sentences. Okay, that's good to know. <laughs> but yeah, I would give it like a good seven, seven point five. You know, yeah. because I like to rate films based on what I think they're trying to do. Right, you know, and I think that this movie was trying to give you this kind of really alternate take that showed is, things in a different way, and I think it it almost succeeded. It did a really good job of it, but I think it pulled its punch a couple of times in the beginning, where you know, for example, with the dog reacting to him in such a strong way and and getting scared of him, and and him like clearly looking like he he's murderous. I think they should have toned that down and yeah. kept that till the end, but but they did a good job, and the middle part was a bit slow. Yeah. Okay. And so I guess that brings us to the end of today's episode. Join us next week for more Switch Flicks. Zach Efron is incredible. <laughs> <laughs>